Welcome to Camping Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is a very somber episode of Camping Cast. Uh, which is our Seventh Heaven podcast. Yes. Um, so in this episode, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 17 of Seventh Heaven. The title of this episode is Nothing Endures But Change. Or if you are in France, it is called A Room Under the Roof. Or if you are in Germany, it is called Strokes of Fate. And this episode was actually uh, directed by Stephen Collins. It's his directorial debut. Who, of course, plays the Rev. Uh, if you <laughs> did not know that for the last however many episodes of Camden Cast. So um, our IMDb user synopsis is, after school... <laughs> pardon. <laughs> after Simon's school project volcano is carelessly ruined by brainless Ruthie, it's time for him to move to his own room. He's less happy with the isolated attic he's supposed to go to, but Matt agrees to move there and hand over his room, eager to move to an out-of-state college anyway. Wilson calls Mary, but only to babysit Billy while he takes his date to her prom. Despite home advice, Mary performs miserably, yet Wilson returns early, having decided he only wants a girl who he tells he family about Billy. Lucy desperately recruits enough big sibling support to get permission to go eat in town with two cool sisters. Being driven in their car is forbidden, which turns out to be a lifesaver, alas, literally, leaving a guilt problem. So, As what was your first impression of this episode? Um, I'm glad Wilson's back. <laughs> I don't know why, when he left, you were like happy he was gone. I wasn't happy he was gone. I was just looking forward to him coming back. I knew he'd be back. Yeah. Um, I like Wilson. I think I like Wilson because he's the only, like, he's one of the few things I remember from, like, Seventh Heaven while it was actually on. Um, although I don't really understand why I have an, a, an affinity for him. No. Well, I think it's, I think it has to do with Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes, but he played the bad guy. Well, he played like a douchebag in 10 Things I Hate About You. I don't know, but uh, all right. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, my first impression was that... Is Lucy the worst? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that they chose to do... Maybe my first... (laughs) Uh, Words, 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 words. You don't want to spoil it? Is that what you're getting at? yeah. Um, so maybe when we get to, well, maybe my first impression could be at the end of the episode this time around. Or when we get to Lucy's storyline, yeah. because mm-hmm. you don't want to spoil. Okay. So we'll get into it. Like we said, we're going to kind of do, to keep from spoilers. We're going to do, uh, as a user, uh, synopsis, a user, IMDB user synopsis told us, uh, we have a couple of other storylines that take place other than, sto- uh, other than Lucy's. So we're going to start with Mary's, which revolves... Uh, mostly around Wilson. Yes. So um, I think that uh, Mary is Mary first gets like oh she gets involved with Lucy's whole plotline yeah. because like like our user review said Lucy wants to go out with these two other sisters and she's like oh it'll be a sister thing but then Wilson calls and Mary's all excited because she thinks that he might like be asking her on a date but as the synopsis said. He's asking her to babysit um, Billy. Uh, Wilson is taking another girl to prom. Um, it's also March in this episode. Yeah, and his which parents are, well, yeah, he's taking this girl. He says, the user of you said to her prom, and I think that um, he also may have said to her prom, but then at the end he 
when he comes back, he says it's an all-boys school, so I, I don't... There might be a little continuity error there. Um, yeah, it's March. They're going... To prom and March, March, which is not something I've ever heard of, so... And we find out that his parents are away, and that's why there's no one available to babysit. They're in Chicago visiting a sick grandmother or something. And then Mary asks, like, oh, why don't you get this girl's parents to babysit Billy? And he's like, oh, they don't know about Billy yet. And, like, I'm not ready to tell them. And also, I only leave him with people... He trusts her, I trust, I don't know, and he trusts Mary for some reason. So Mary says yes, which kind of starts, um, which kind of really pisses Lucy off, and then there's... Yeah, because then she obviously can't go on the sister date with Lucy, but we'll get back to that, it's fine. She's like, I couldn't say no, or something. Mary uh, shows up at Wilson's house. Wilson is in a tuxedo with a bow tie. And while he was on the phone asking Mary to babysit, he was only wearing a... Wife, wife beater, beater. yep. Um, and he was being kind of, I, I wrote that he was being a giant asshole because he, she thought that, I think it's kind of an asshole to call your ex and be like, babysit my kid while I'm on a date. Like, right? That's like Yeah, a- especially because from when they broke up, we've not heard from Wilson at all. So they're tr- if they're trying to make the point of, well, you and I are friends, so I'm asking you a friend to babysit my son, they haven't made it clear at all in the show that Luce, uh, that Mary and Wilson have maintained any type of friendship. Yeah, and, and like when he calls the house, like the Rev and Annie are like, "Oh, I like Wilson." Like they're they're all hopeful. And actually, when when she like runs to pick up the phone, I wrote Mary is the thirstiest because in the yeah. last episode too, she was like, she's like very desperate at this point. So um, so anyway, yeah, she shows up. Wilson is in a tuxedo. Billy is, like, two to two and a half years old, and he still does not speak at all. And this is, like, a recurring thing in Brenda Hampton shows, too, because in Secret Life of the American Teenager, like, when um, the, like, main character's, like, baby, like, was getting older, like, way too big to be carried around all the time and definitely should be speaking, um, (laughs) they still just, like, gave him, like, little, like, lines like, Daddy, and, like, just, like, making, like, cooing noises that, I don't know, too old to be doing that. Brenda Hampton doesn't know anything about child development. Um, so Mary gets to the house, as we said. Um, he, She says that he looks good in a tux. He says, you look good holding my kid. <laughs> um, so flirting. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to say something about Billy's uh, clothing choice. He's wearing a uh, onesie, which is all clouds. Um, very realistic looking clouds. Uh, he leaves, and I guess... The next time we see it is when... Mary calls the house. Um, I guess... we don't know who's on the phone. Like, you just have Annie. Well, no, we do. The Rev runs into, uh, Annie's in the attic. The Rev runs into the attic, uh, being like, it's Mary, it's for you. I'm thinking that the reason that Annie can't hear what's going on is because there's bad service in the attic. That's Uh, what I thought, too. It's confusing, but I didn't, I thought landlines didn't work like that. I don't know. Um... Well, certainly, like, I'm pretty sure with cordless phones, if you get so far away from the receiver, like right. the charging port, it does stop working, but I don't know. Uh, the Camdens have, like, a phone in every room, so. Basically, he ha- he hasn't stopped crying, and, and he's like, oh, he's probably teething, explains to Mary to look in the freezer for some popsicles. Um, she looks, she, like, looks for the popsicles, finds them, thinks, oh, my God, hooray, but as soon as she does that, like, all of his wailing just stops, and she's like, oh, my God, something's happened. 
turns back around from the kitchen, goes into the living room, and... And I just... She leaves the phone in the freezer, which I thought was going to set up, like, some kind of joke later, like Wilson was going to find it and be like, oh, you had such a hard time. But it doesn't. It doesn't. There's no point in showing We're that. obviously better writers and creative thinkers than Brenda Hampton is, or Stephen Collins in this case, as director. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like a... Th- yeah, I guess. I'm pretty sure that's like been a thing on other shows where like they le- leave something important in the fridge or whatever because you're so distracted and then it comes up later. As like- she also leaves the freezer open, which I thought would also be perfect for like, oh, everything's melted, or <laughs> I don't know. Usually freezer doors will shut on their own because the weight of the door. All right, anyway, so she goes in and she sees... Um, Billy. Billy. who has somehow acquired chocolate syrup and has poured it all over everything, including himself. Um, and then... She, very, she, like, tries to, like, negotiate and, like, coax the syrup away from him. But, like, that leads to him screaming his head off. Um, the next thing we really get is he's apparently all cleaned up and ready for bed, but he's not going to bed. And he's wearing a very scandalous little robe. Yes, it shows a lot of leg for, for wee Billy. Um, and Billy Billy comes home. Wilson comes home. Um, Wilson Jr., not Billy. <laughs> Wilson. I just thought of when he, told, when he tells yeah. her what like, the real name is. It was very dramatic. But anyway. Wilson comes home. Apparently he was not having a good time on his date and didn't feel like he could really be with a girl that he had to lie to or lie to lie about his son to, like, her parents. Uh, so he left her there and he came home. Um, and then we have a couple of scenes where there being like, there's, like, super, like, tension, romantic and sexual tension between them. I guess not sexual because it's 7th Heaven, but romantic in the very least. The only sexual tension is between the siblings on this show. Oh, that's true. Um, and by siblings, we mean Mary and Matt so far. Um, so, yeah, like, little conversation about, like, kind of, like, I forget what they even say. It's, like, along the lines of, like, oh, I miss you kind of garbage um they put like billy goes to bed and then they're sitting there talking about oh well they're like having a conversation like she was like oh i think wilson asks mary are you dating other guys and she's like um and then he's like are you dating one guy or a lot of guys and mary was like lots of guys (laughs) and And she she was like one at a time she and he's also dating lots of girls except there's like obviously a joke in there about him saying me too and she, her looking at him, and he being like, like obviously he, girls, not yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm not dating lots of guys. Because um, cause being, uh, cause being gay is apparently a joke now. And, <laughs> and, then you get, and then you get the idea that, like, they might kiss, and Mary's like, oh, I need to go, like, I need to call my parents, I need to go home. Uh, um, well, there's also a scene where, uh, right before she leaves where he tries to pay her, and she's like, no, we're friends, and I thought I maybe meant something to you before, and I won't take money for this. And so there's, like... Yeah. It's obviously leading up to something happening. We do have to cut away a little bit here because Wilson comes back, but at the end of Lucy's storyline, so... But this is really the end of Mary's storyline. It's just set up like they've been reintroduced, like Mary and Wilson are like... The flames have reignited. Yeah. So definitely, like, think something's going to happen there. I mean, I know something. (laughs) Something may happen. Something might happen. So that's really that. Um, So then there's Simon's... So, um... What we have is, after the cold open, I know we haven't done the cold open yet because that deals primarily with Lucy, but after the cold open... I mean, I kind of glossed over it where she, like, wasn't she trying to petition Mary there to get... 
in the cold open. Well, anyway, it's it's entirely Lucy, so we're glossing over it. Um, after the cold open, the kids are coming home from school. Um, and Ruthie has finger puppets. Oh, my God. Uh, and it's finger puppets of all of the family members, and it's basically Annie's opportunity to be a child again because it's her favorite fucking state. Um, and she's making all these faces, and... Suddenly, doing all these voices that are very annoying, and then Ruthie is doing these voices that are annoying. And uh, in this scene, Lucy's primarily in this scene, but uh, what counts is that uh, Lucy's like tirade gets broken up because yeah. Simon runs down because Ruthie has thrown or moved or something shoved uh, his science fair volcano thing off the desk, and it's now broken, and he's like. Very, very upset about it because he got it all done early so he could have the weekend free, but now he has to work on it again. Because paper mache takes a long time to dry or to work with or something. So uh, then we go upstairs to the room and we actually realize that it's not primarily all Ruthie's fault. Like Ruthie did ask to move it and he like didn't really listen. And basically the point is that Simon is going to move out of the room finally. Yes. Um, so... His storyline is basically, like, he goes up to the attic with Annie, and he starts to kind of hint at the fact that he's like, oh, I'm so far away from the family, I'll have to go downstairs to use the bathroom, like, this isn't really what I want, um, and he's like, uh, uh, this is like, so then, in passing, he just, like, asks Matt, who's just running around the whole episode, like, doing stuff for other people, he's like, oh, can I have your room, and Matt's like, yeah, sure, whatever, and I don't know, at first I thought it was going to be like, Matt was going to be like, oh no, I didn't really mean that. I wasn't actually listening to you because there's so much other stuff going on. That, But then later on, Simon asks Matt if he was serious and Matt's like, yeah, I'm probably going to be going away to college anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And then Simon kind of casually asks him like, oh, well, that's the best space in the house. Like, why, why didn't you take it all along or something? And, and Matt says like, oh, I figured I was going to be leaving anyway, so what's the point of me moving up into, the, like, the best space in the house just to be leaving and someone else take it over. So um, Simon like, Moves immediately in. starts moving his stuff into Matt's room. And just as Simon is taking over Matt's room, uh, Ruthie is taking over Simon's old room and her room now. Uh, it's an explosion of pink and queen and princessy-themed the- things and lots of feathers and fluffy things. Uh, Ruthie actually, like, annoyed me a lot in this episode, mostly because she had she put on this voice for the puppets, which is, like, extra squeaky and extra high and very annoying. Um, but I did remember during this episode when she, like, smashes the volcano and never gets in trouble for it, I remembered, like, why I, like, particularly like hers because she does, like, awful things all the time and then never gets in trouble for it. And I don't know, that, like, resonates with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, she just, like, gets away with, like, I'm just the youngest and I'm just going to be awful to everyone because that's what serves my needs. So in this episode, I found out, but um, this was something that Aaron knew beforehand. There's actually a door that connects Matt's room, Matt's old room, and Simon and Ruthie's room, and um, that they never used to keep open for obvious reasons. But now that <laughs> Simon is there and Ruthie's in that room and it's connected, they're gonna keep it open. There's like a cute scene, I guess, at the end. It's I don't R- think it was Ruthie cute. Ruthie kisses the wall. Well, yeah, but basically Ruthie tries to get Simon to come back, kind of like very like. It's a very quick thing where she tries to scare him into thinking that there's like things in the closet or under the bed or something. He's like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna like let you do that again. That's what like got us into this mess in the first place. So at the end of this episode, Simon is in Matt's room now. Ruthie has her own room, and Matt's up in the attic. 
Um, this actually kind of uh, reminds me that there's a bit of a storyline with Matt and the Reverend Annie. Um, we have a scene in the middle of the episode where the Reverend and Annie are cleaning out the attic and or getting it ready. And Annie's talking about how she doesn't really want Matt to move out and she wants him to stay here. Um, and I think a lot of the episode kind of is leading up to... We got the storyline a little bit in the last episode with, like, what's going to happen when Matt goes to college? Where is Matt going to college? Um, so this is another storyline, like a very small portion of the episode where that kind of, like, is an overarching arc um, with that. But I think that's really it, and I think we can get into Lucy's storyline. Do you have anything else that happens in the episode? Uh, no, I think that's that's it, yeah. So... Um the first thing I've written about Lucy is that she looked like a bee. Right, she did look and like a I bee. And I said, and is also the worst manipulative person on earth. So I guess a little bit of 90s fashion. She was wearing this vest um, that was, like, very, like, fuzzy. It wasn't just, like, you know, like a wool or a cotton vest. Um, and it was, like, black. And then she was wearing a yellow long sleeve shirt underneath it. So she looked like a bee. Um, and she's... She, I think they... Do they... They don't come in from school. We first see her on the phone... With a new friend. She's not on the phone. She's in the hallway in school. This is in school. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So okay, cold open. This is, yeah, the cold open is in school. Um, Lucy is with a person we've never seen before. We learn her name is Mary, and apparently they're Sarah. Very, no, Sarah, you're right. Mary is her sister. sister. Lucy is with Sarah. They're walking down the hall talking but we about... we find out that Michael Reynolds broke up with Maggie, which yeah. is irrelevant, stupid. We never find out who these people are. Just, uh, they're just talking about the latest gossip, and then um, Sarah walks towards her older sister, Jen. Jen is played by Marla Sokoloff. I can't say the name, sorry. But um, she is going to be very familiar to people that are watching along with us. She plays Gia in Full House. And uh, she was in other, like, 90s television, like um, Step by Step, Boy Meets World. And she played Marguerite in uh, Babysitter's Club. So she's kind of huge. Uh, Her career actually expands to current day stuff, too. Wow, she made it out. She made it out. She made it out of the 90s intact. Um, but yeah, so she's a, she's a face that's very familiar. Um, what we get from this is that Jen and Sarah are quite close, and Lucy is very jealous because she doesn't have that close of a relationship to any of her siblings. Um, Sarah, uh, Jen invites Lucy out to Pete's Pizza with them later, and Lucy's like, oh, okay, uh, maybe I can come if I convince Mary to come with us. Um, yeah, because she's like, oh... Because these are people, I and mean, we want to stress no, they, here. No, they tell her to bring Mary. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't, because the, the conflict only happens, Lucy doesn't think twice about it. They just say, why don't you bring Mary? Because maybe it'll be like two sisters and two sisters, and maybe we'll meet two brothers and two brothers. So then the problem arises when, okay, so we also find out that Jen just got her license. She's 16, and she occasionally will let Sarah drive like in back alleys and like places where it's parking safe lots. and there's no other traffic. So um, Lucy's like, they were like, oh, doesn't Matt let you drive? And she's like, that's so cool. No, Matt doesn't let me drive. And even if Mary drove, she wouldn't let me do that either. So, but I would like to just stress here that the they know that like Lucy isn't. They know that there might be a problem with them with that with Lucy being invited to like Pete's Pizza with them. And this, I think, cements the fact that 
Lucy and Sarah are not as close as, like, we're meant to believe. Because, you know, this... Well, this is the first time we've ever seen her. Well, yeah, exactly. One. And when Lucy goes to ask her mom if she can go, Annie's like, I don't know these girls, and I'm not going to let you go get into the strange girl's car and go driving somewhere. Um, so, again, cementing the fact that they don't really know each other that well, because if Sarah and Lucy were such good friends, surely Annie would know of, know of her. Yeah. Um, this is, so she, uh, Mary, like, a, a, there's a very, like, obnoxious scene, um, where w- once Lucy comes home from school, she's packed, like, she's screaming at her mother, basically, being like... Well, first, like, Annie's like, you can go if I, because Lucy was like, what if they come to pick me up, or, like, you drop me off, and you meet Sarah and Jen, and then you'll know them, and you're like, it'll be fine, and Annie's like okay, yeah, like, I, I would know them then and have an idea of, like, what kind of people they are. Um, but then Lucy keeps fighting about, like, she's like, but it doesn't change that, like, I don't want you in the car with, like, this girl who just got her license that I don't know. So then for some reason... But Lucy's, like, like, screaming her head off at her mother about it, like... Yes. Um, like, and that's when Simon interu- Simon interrupts about the volcano, so Lucy, again, is kind of feeling slighted about the fact that her problems aren't, like, important enough to her family. Um, and this is when Mary decides to agree to going on the sister date or whatever. Uh, but then... And for, for, uh, because Lucy will do anything she wants her to for 30 days. Yes. That's how... It's not just, like, no strings attached. No, it's because <laughs> Lucy's basically... Whoring herself yeah. out yep. for this. exactly. Yeah. But um, then Mary backs out because of Wilson's babysitting dilemma, and now Lucy's, again, very upset. She slams the door and starts screaming at the door to, Lucy, to Mary about, like... How selfish she is or something. And she's such a jerk, and she's a horrible sister, and that Jen would never do this to Sarah. And Matt comes to the rescue. He um, he says, it's okay, I'll convince the parents to let you go. Like, I'll, I'll drive you, and which I'll, I always thought that the whole thing was like, they're going out for pizza. Like, what is a 14, like, two 14-year-olds and a 16-year-old in a public place? Like, what what does Annie think is going to happen? So, again, yeah, so Matt does convince Annie, like, if Matt drives... And then picks them up. Picks, you know, picks her up that, that she can go. So that's great. And then Lucy well, calls... What, the, what, am I skipping something? No, no, no. I was up? just going to say, well, I was going to bring up the point that you made during the episode that this takes place right after Lucy's house probation. So that oh. could be why the parents are so, like, iffy about having her go somewhere with people that they don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you could. they, like, let her go, and she calls Sarah to say, like, oh, it's great, I'll meet you there at 7.15, like, my brother's going to drop me off. And they're like, oh, what a bummer that you can't come in the car with us because we actually are going to this burger place that's, like, 30 miles away, um, but, like, whatever, so... It's a, it's a hamburger drive-in. Yeah, and she was like, oh, kids from all different high schools go there, it'll be fun. Oh, also Sarah answers the phone and says yellow instead of hello, so that is annoying. Um, um, Jen decides her master plan is, it's okay, get your brother to drop uh, you off in front of Pete's, that's when we'll meet you, and then we'll take you there, and we'll get you back by 9. But also, I said if this place is, because th- Matt says, I'll drop you off at 7.15 and I'll pick you up at 9, and I was like, if she only has an hour and 45 minutes... They're going to have to drive to this burger place and drive right back. There will be very little hanging out. Um, so... That's the plan. Lucy's getting... Like, Lucy has 
committed to the plan of lying to her parents and doing this. Um, I think the very next thing that happens is Mary takes uh, is uh, Matt. So Matt takes Lucy to the no to the yeah to the restaurant. To the but, restaurant. But before that happens, we have um, Jen and Sarah waiting outside. I think Lucy's late. Uh, or they, no, or the she, times. They can't remember if they said seven o'clock or seven fifteen or seven thirty. So they're like, oh, it's like seven ten or like seven thirteen. Um, she's not here yet, but uh, I need like Jen's like I need to go get gas. So let's go get gas and then we'll come back. So they leave. Lucy shows up. Uh, Lucy does a very horrible job of panto- pretending, yeah, yeah. Pa- pantomiming that she's going into the restaurant because Matt's like, I want to watch you go in there. Like I don't wait and, and wait. And, and he's like, and when I come back to get you wait into the restaurant until I'm here, which considering they don't have cell phones is very difficult unless like she'd be like listening or like looking out the door. But, um, so she like pretends she's going in and then she immediately comes back out and Matt's like, what did I just tell you? Don't stand out here. So then she pretends to go in he, and she's like, oh, I didn't see them. And he's like, go get a table. It's hard to get a table here on Friday night. Like, just go. And, and again, she walks, like, through the threshold, and Matt drives away, and then she comes right back out. Well, Matt's clearly suspicious that something's up, but he's letting it go. So then she's waiting outside. Um, and the very next thing we have happen that's relevant to the storyline is Matt running around the house, running to the parents and being like, I was in the library. Somebody came up to me. There was a car crash. It, somebody saw Jen getting in, like, being taken into the ambulance. The, the car was wrapped around a pole. pole. Right. And parents all think that Lucy might have been part of the accident. But miracle of miracles, as soon as they're, like, leaving to go and see what's happening, Sergeant Michael shows up. And he tells everybody that um, Sarah was, like, dead on the scene and that Jen is in critical condition. But, like, Sergeant Michaels has to go tell the parents and he wants the rep to come with him because I guess, like, having, like, someone who can, like, pray with them when he tells them would be good. So And they confirm that Lucy wasn't in the car. Yes. But Matt Matt couldn't see where Lucy was because there's so much traffic because of the accident that he couldn't get back to the pizza place. Yes. Somehow though, even though Matt said this, Annie shows and up. Annie drives right to the front of the pizza <laughs> place. <laughs> so and she sees Lucy sitting out there. Uh, and, and before she she just gets out of the car and before Annie even says anything Lucy totally gives herself up, which she absolutely didn't have to do because yeah. she could have been like, they never showed, showed up. up. Exactly. Um, but stupid Lucy opens her mouth and she's like, oh, we were going to go to the hamburger place, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Annie's like, stop it. And she tells her. And then we have Lucy in tears and she's clearly quite upset about this. Um, so we're going to take a break from this, like from our review of the episode right now, just to let you guys know that actually this is based on a true story. Um, Beverly Mitchell's friend also died in a car accident when she was in high school. And, um, this is actually, you can find this in chicken soup for the preteen soul. She or- like writes, uh, writes all about like the actual incident and everything dealing with what happened afterwards. And then also how Brenda Hampton came up to her with the idea of the episode. And also, if you have ever seen, well, it's on YouTube, so you can watch it. Beverly Mitchell has a Cribs episode, and she briefly talks about this in the Cribs episode because she wrote a poem after it happened about her friend, and it's like somebody framed it for her. So... So this was very close to Beverly Mitchell's heart, and um, a lot of the re- reviews that we've read online for this episode um, were praising her for her acting in this, and um, she talks about in, in the Chicken Soup book uh, that, like, it brought up 
all of the things that happened to her friend while she was filming this. Yeah. Um, so back to this, back to the show now. I think what happens next is we have a scene with the Rev and Sergeant Michaels telling the Fosters, which is um, the parents of Jen and Sarah, what happened. Um, we learn that the reason that Sarah is dead and Jen isn't is because Jen was letting Sarah drive. Yes. Uh, which And that Sarah was trying to swerve out of the way of a child that was in the middle of the road. And that's why their car was wrapped around a pole. Um, and yeah, it kind of like, I guess, fast forwards a little bit because the next thing we really get is the f- is like After to the, the funeral. funeral. And the Rev is dressed like in, in black and we find out he's telling Annie like, oh, Lucy hasn't left her room. Like people grieve in different ways, but she didn't even go to the funeral. She hasn't visited Jen in the hospital. Like she's just been like avoiding it. They say that, she, and the, the Rev says like, oh, she cries about everything, but apparently she hasn't been crying or really doing anything other than just like staying in her room yeah, and not really talking to anyone. He says that she's always full of emotion, but now she's just kind of like blank. Blank. Um, until the very next scene when she's full of emotion <laughs> she all just over explodes. again. So uh, we learn that Matt's really pissed off at Lucy uh, because it could have been her. Like she could have, she she like would have, was supposed to be in the car with them, and Matt knew something was up, and like he kind of vouched for her yeah. to even get her to be allowed to go. So I could see why he would be angry. His um, anger is mostly out of a place of like concern because he thought he almost lost his sister. Yeah. Um, and Mary and Matt are having this conversation when Lucy kind of pops up in the doorway. He's like, don't you think I know? Don't you think I know that I was supposed to be in that car? Don't you think I know that the, the reason that... This is that my fault. They, like, I knew that Sarah let... Um, that Jen let Sarah drive. I knew they were on their way to pick me up. Like, everything... Is her fault. Is her fault, but, like, in the most selfish way. Right. So Mary's like, no, 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 no. Like, the reason that um, she died was because they she were... She was letting her sister drive who wasn't... Like, That's because that kid ran in the street true, yeah. because someone who wasn't licensed was driving. Like, all they're, these other reasons that... And, like, they're all, like, trying to, like, grab Lucy because Lucy's, like, hysterical. Oh, yeah, this, they've moved from, like, Matt's room to the hallway now. And, and they're like, just, like, tossing yeah, Lucy around. Yeah, and Lucy's, like, pushing them back. And it's a very, like, violent and physical scene. And then, like, Matt tries to grab her and hold her still, and he she pushes him off. And we have, like, Ruthie and Simon coming in the doorway and watching this. And it's, I really don't think, like, Ruthie should be watching something like this. She's oh, probably so they, going to be traumatized by they it. They didn't, like, really react. They were just yeah. like, Ugh. And then um, Annie and the, Cam- and the Camden and the Reverend uh, comes come through, and they're also trying to get her to calm down. And then she just collapses on the floor. And she's like, it's all my fault. It's all my fault. Um, and, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what's there to say? Then after that, I forget, like, there's probably a scene in between here, but then the next scene I, like, really recall is that um, it, Lucy and Mary are on Lucy's bed, and they're just, like, reading magazines and not speaking to each other, but Lucy is just like, this makes me feel better, so, like, I'm, like, I'm just happy to have you, like, sitting here with me, um, and Mary's like, okay. She says that the reason she doesn't want to talk to the Rev is because the Rev's going to treat it like he treats all of, all of the other like people that have dealt with something like this. And she's not like anyone else. Yeah, that's what she says. And she doesn't want her mom to talk to her either because of, like nobody understands what she's going through. And I would just like to say, and this is what I was, was going to talk about in my first impressions, was it's really great that Seventh Heaven is dealing with like death in this way like and like death of a young person who had like a long life ahead of them potentially but like why aren't we at all talking about 
Jen, the sister who's still in the hospital, who probably thinks it's her fault more so than Lucy I does. I would say that. <laughs> or why aren't we talking about the family that's just lost their young daughter? Why is the focus of this episode on Lucy fucking Camden? Because Lucy is the worst. Or, like, it, I get that the focus is on Lucy's because it's, like, this is Seventh Heaven, it's about the Camdens. But there's but also, nothing we didn't about... Even see, you don't even see when the Rev... Te- I mean, I don't know if, like, they just didn't want to write it. Like, the Sergeant Michaels and the Rev telling the Fosters that, like, their daughter is dead. But um, we never even see... We don't see them again. We don't see Jen again for the rest of the episode. Lucy doesn't go to the funeral, I think, is, like, over what, like, horribly selfish. Like, of course, like, the Rev performed the service and everything, but it's just, like, it totally abandons. It really abandons Sarah, who was, first of all, I just wrote down, introducing characters to kill them because it was just, like, a plot, like... They, they didn't use anyone that we were like might be attached to. Like, Suzanne's been a character a few times, I guess, because it needed to be someone with a sister to set up this... Um, this, this family accident. plot line. But, like, no, the thing is, like, I understand why Lucy wasn't the main focus that they wanted, like, and because of, like, what happened to Beverly Mitchell in real life. But I think they should have at least put in a scene or two where you see even in the background, like the parents dealing with this, maybe, like, a bit of the funeral or something at the end where they're like, thank you, Rev, you know, for... I think they should have held on to this story for a different season or a different point in time when they could introduce a character and, like, kind of develop them more so that we cared, too. Right. I had no, like... This girl was on screen for, like, maybe a total of five minutes, and that's being generous, I think. And, you know, like, we don't see Jen at all after this. Like... Right, she's just got, their fosters are just another family that's, like, introduced, like, has something, off, like, they've had the, the, the something worst, awful, yeah. yeah, and then, like, they disappear. Because you would think, like, if since Lucy is so affected by the death of this friend Sarah, that she might have some sort of, like, attachment or some sort of closer relationship to the older sister or to the family, but no, we don't see them again, I'm presuming. Yeah, and I don't really think we hear about this again. Um, so, anyways, talking about not wanting to be treated like anyone else or whatever who's, like, lost some th- someone. Later on, the doorbell rings or whatever. The Rev comes up with an idea. Yes. He, we see him on the phone, I think. Yeah, and he he's like, I'm like she won't talk to us, she won't talk to anybody in this house, and then he's like, I know who she'll talk to, and they decide that the person that she's going to talk to is... Wilson. It's because Wilson has also lost somebody... Who was young, Hung, yeah, and um, close to him. Someone that he loved and that we're supposed to now believe that Lucy also loves Sarah. Yes. Um, so he comes in. He's like, tell Lucy I'm waiting for her in the love den. And He doesn't say love den. And that it's about he needs a friend and it's because she's a member of the club. Because Mary's like, why aren't you Here talking to see me? me? And he's like, you're not a member of the club. So Lucy automatically understands what that means when Mary says it to her. So they, there is like now this heartfelt conversation. Well, he said he was like, "Oh, Lucy kind of knows what the club is," and she's he's like the club when you lose someone you loved, and then kind of they go back and forth, and like Wilson talks about his girlfriend and his wife. Oh yeah, they got married. His his wife and Billy's mother who died, and then he's like, "I'm afraid of like getting close to Mary." And then Lucy brings up the reason why they broke up. She's like, "Afraid you'll get too close and accidentally have sex." And he's like, "No, I'm afraid I'll get too close to her and she'll die." 
And apparently Lucy is now afraid of this, too, about getting close to people because she thinks everybody around her is going to die and that she's going to die. Anyone and, can die at any time. And her other thing is, now I feel like I must have been saved for a reason, so, or I must have not well, been in that like, car for well, a she's reason. she's like, why didn't I, like, why wasn't it me? So why she's, couldn't it have been me instead of her thing? And then, like... Wilson was like, I thought that for a while, too. And then I realized I have to raise Billy, and that's my purpose in life. And Lucy's like, what? I don't have any of that. I don't have a kid. <laughs> but she's, but Billy's like, you can be a good daughter Wilson. and a good sister. <laughs> Not Billy. Billy's the child. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Names. Billy Sr. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Wilson basically says that, you know, you can be a good daughter and a good um, and then it, sister. Yeah, but, like, Lucy's... I was just going to say that Lucy also is like, what's uh, like, I want to do something while I'm here. I want something to be. And she's like, how did you get so wise? So he's like, do you, are you free for the next hour and a half? Because that's apparently there's a grief counseling session right now. Um, it's called our house. And I actually, uh, like, uh, this is like, I, I thought this was well done. Um, well, it's just people to, I, like, I thought the one part they're talking, it's people talking about like, who they lost, like how they grieved after. And then one thing, I think Lucy was like, oh, I don't want to talk to anyone because I don't want to hear all of, like, the things that people say when people die. Like, And then they all kind of go around and talk about, like, the things that annoyed them. Like, I Like, people say, like, it was meant to be, or he's in a better place now, or Or, he's resting, um, and how all these things are bullshit, and they're like, what it is, I want people to, somebody to be honest with me and be like, this sucks. Yeah. And um, apparently this really helps Lucy out. Yeah. Um, And I think... No, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Although at the end, the last thing is, like, um, the Rev says to Annie about, like, Lucy's grieving. He goes, oh, it'll take a while. And Annie said, I know. I'm just glad she has a while to take. And, like, how great would it be if, like, boom, next episode Lucy dies. She didn't have a while to take. But unfortunately, Lucy goes on. <laughs> goes on. <laughs> um, but to yeah, this day. <laughs> to this day, she's still going on. Um, no, that's basically, that's the episode. And also, I kind of ponder... Was Wilson only reintroduced to, like, play grief counselor? I mean, obviously I know that he keeps coming back now because they're, like, putting him and Mary back together. But, like, how convenient did they, like, hold on to that for this episode? Like, we know it'll be, like, a dual-purpose Wilson episode. Um, Well, the thing is, so we had the whole storyline about Matt being upset with Lucy, but that never gets resolved, really. We just get an end scene where she's like, I'll get the blankets for you. And that's apparently (laughs) I think that's supposed to be it. Like, she kind of very, like, meekly goes up to the, the attic where Matt is, like, making his, like, sleeping bag because Simon kicked him out of his room right away. Mm-hmm. And um, th- he just says something about, like, she's like, do you need anything? And he's like, a blanket. And then she goes and she gets him, like, a special blanket. It's one that, like, the colonel gave him that he used to take to camp all the time when he was younger. So... And then, um, I, like, Lucy also, at, in her, like, act of being a good sister, goes, Mary, you should call Wilson. <laughs> He cares about you. He misses you. you. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, yeah, Wilson says that because he's like, I'm going to kick, she's going to And Mary's die. like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I'm just saying, out of, like, the adult children, Mary's, like, the only one who was, like, totally unaffected by this, except for when Matt was like, oh, I'm angry at Lucy. Well, yeah, um, because I think in that scene, Simon and Matt were, like, playing music really loudly, and Mary was like, guys. It's upsetting Lucy. <laughs> 
I so like and then Simon was like so. <laughs> well, the, Simon also has a thing where he was like, "I'm really happy that I've moved into the house, into this new room, but I can't show my happiness because Lucy's upset." Yes, and then the Rev is like, "You're allowed to be happy about things that happen to you, even when other people are upset." But yeah, that's really it. Um, I'm gonna give this. A, f- a, f- uh, a four out of seven. Um, I'm probably just going to give this the same as I gave the last episode, uh, 3.5. Yeah, they were both pretty unremarkable. Yeah. But uh, we're getting towards the end of season two. Yes. I can't believe it that we've been doing this so many episodes. Yeah. So many episodes I'm watching a second time. This is the most consistent thing in my life. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we hope it's a consistent thing in your life. <laughs> Uh, listeners. <laughs> listeners. Uh, if you would like to see the finger puppets and other things from this episode, uh, they will be posted on our Instagram. That's uh, Instagram.com slash show. Or you can... There will be videos on... Um, oh, wait. Maybe that was the last episode. I don't remember. Um, there might be a video on our Twitter and Instagram. Who knows? There will also be photo. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Twitter and Instagram. Um and then uh, there's obviously Facebook. Facebook but most importantly rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes uh, thanks for listening in to this somber episode of Camden Cast uh, I'm Tanby I'm Erin and this was Camden Cast life is precious seven